Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. with Pat Struby opening up the show today with Sugar Sugar by the Archies. That was number one this week in 1969. I think that was a one-hit wonder, Pat, but they sold over six million copies worldwide. So pretty popular song back in the day. And Sugar Sugar, what's the sugar content in your household right now? Are we done with the <laughs> Halloween candy? Are we, are we good? Are we gearing up for the holidays now? Well, that was a great connection, Jen, but I I can tie it together, too. So I have to say, hearing that song, I I had no idea it was that popular, by the way. But when I was a kid, we went through this phase for a while where my grandfather started this, and then my mom, and then my sister and I, and we loved going to used bookstores and Mm -hmm. just kind of seeing what you could find, you know, like a little treasure hunt. And for some reason, for like a couple years, I got really into Archie Comics. So I was kind of checking out the Archie comics and my mom was like, oh, you know, they had like a number one song. And I was scratching my head like, it's what? a it's comic com- that doesn't even, doesn't even make any <laughs> does sense. does not but, compute, right. Yeah, but I was probably, speaking of the sugar content, uh, I was probably maybe not too much older than uh, Gabby and Isla are right now. You know, they're, they're six and five, so mm-hmm. they are like in the thick of Halloween. Yes. And um, I have to tell you... Gabby had a very stressful time picking her costume this year. So, yeah. oh, um, you know, yeah, over the last couple of years, they've accumulated, you know, a number of princess outfits and things like that. And then they, they were switching to this year and they were both saying they wanted to be a witch. And then she saw a mummy at some point and she was really excited to be a mummy. And that lasted for about 47 minutes. Oh, man. And then she switched over to a black cat. So, <laughs> um, we, so we had a lot of stress in the Struby house deciding which one to go with. But um, yeah. Halloween's Halloween's fun. We've we've got too much candy, and that's just the way it goes. It's the way it goes, and it's it's just this introduction into just continuing to ramp up the the stress and the things that need to be done <laughs> as we continue through the holidays. But I'm glad you guys had a good Halloween, and and we've done that before too. Where we were down to the wire again this year. It was right at the last minute when my youngest finally chose his costume and. Super stressful, but all is well. And now we have to start training for Thanksgiving. So that's what we've got, right? That's what we've got. Do you only have one in costumes now? Two in costumes, but one is a planner and had his picked out months in advance. And then one who was indecisive and and to the point where I was suggesting things we could do, just make them, right? (laughs) You could be Hawkeye from Marvel and just carry a bow and arrow, like wear regular clothes, carry a bow and arrow. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to have a homemade costume then. That's interesting. So (laughs) these were the conversations we had. So am I glad that's behind me and now we're getting ready for the rest of the holidays? Yes, I am. Sure. Yes. Yes, I am. And uh, Pat, such a busy time of the year, of course. We have no way of predicting what else we could see for the rest of the year in terms of what's going on with the economy, things like volatility. There's all sorts of predictions about what we could be seeing there. What's your take on how concerned we should be, Pat, about more volatility in the future and just how bad that could get? Well, of course, it's impossible to predict the future very well. Or, uh, you know, if we, if we could predict the future, we'd, we'd have some private island somewhere, you know, we'd be relaxing <laughs> there. So, you know, but the, the reality is, to your point, things are coming and moving faster all the time right now. And so because of the speed of information and because of the fracturing of, you know, opinions and beliefs uh, in our country and in the world, um, I, I think there's no doubt that we, we would expect uh, a wild ride. And that comes from a stock market that uh, most experts believe has been kind of overinflated with different policies. Um, that comes from um, significant um, 
disagreement politically. Um, so you have, you know, one side wanting to spend uh, in incredible sums of money that we are not generating in revenue um, and just continuing to inflate our debt, uh, which is, of course, a concern to a lot of Americans as well. And then, of course, you have this um, very uh, concerning trend of inflation, of things getting more and more expensive. And so as all of those things continue to uh, as as we kind of watch and see what happens i, I think that's going to lend itself to volatility and kind of those wild swings of the markets and everything kind of going up and down any moves we should consider before the end of the year if we're worried about more volatility and, and the impact there on our savings well, the beauty is when it comes to, you know, your uh, savings and investment accounts, for most people, there's not a lot where there's a hard deadline of year end. But I mm -hmm. think the beauty of year end is it's that time to kind of take stock and where you stand in life. And, you know, as you're kind of contemplating the future or uh, next year, what you're thinking of going into the future, this is an opportunity to, to take a look at and see, am I positioned properly? And the two extremes that we run into all the time, especially right now, Jen, is do I have too much at risk, which may be because things have come, you know, ever since the drop at COVID, the markets and the economy have come roaring back to the point where sometimes people look at things and say that, well, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Maybe I need to, you know, cash in some of my chips. And then uh, we go all, we swing all the way to the other end, which is people that have been thinking that for a long time. Maybe they parked some money and it's just sitting. Just the other day, I was meeting with someone and, and they said, you know, we have way too much money sitting in the bank because we just didn't know what to do with it and we need to figure out something to do. So those are two extremes where I think most people are most motivated to do something. And and those are extremes where our investment philosophy fits perfectly because we believe in the idea that uh, there is no one perfect solution. And for most people, especially as you start to accumulate money, you know, just not having all your eggs in one basket is the most important thing. And there are so many more options out there that most people realize. And so you can have things that have safety and guarantees, but still have a chance to earn a decent return. You can have things that have high growth opportunity that you don't have to worry about them coming crashing down if the market goes down. And then there's kind of that middle of the road we talk about where there's things that should pay nice dividends uh, over time or have historically done so, and we think they'll continue to. Uh, so especially as you're getting closer to retirement, that's very appealing. Um, so what mix is right for you? Of course, that's different for everyone. And that's why we offer a review with one of our retirement planners at no cost and no obligation. That's available just to listeners of the show. If you'd like to take advantage, call 803-9-RETIRE. Again, that investment review is at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To take advantage, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, here's the other thing I wanted to, to get your take on a little bit as we talk about volatility. And of course, people can have emotional reactions to that. Uh, to, to volatility, concerns about what that's doing to your money. Conventional wisdom says it's women who are more emotional when it comes to their money. But researchers at MIT have now found it's women who are less likely to freak out, quote unquote, <laughs> freak out over their investment performance. It's the guys, Pat, investors who are male above age 45, married, and who say they have excellent investment experience, <laughs> they are the ones who freak out when the markets dive. I, <laughs> any surprises there? That kind of took me for a second. So you've never met an overconfident man, have you, Jen? No, it was very <laughs> shocking to me for that to exist. <laughs> yeah, no, this is something, I mean, I love my wife so much, and I love my girls so much, but I'm a man in a house uh, with uh, some beautiful ladies, and there are there. Let's just say the the emotions can be significant to me. <laughs> However, I will say, twenty four years of experience, we've seen the studies, and I have seen it bared out. Which is the truth is, emotions are what kill us as investors, and it is absolutely true that women are much better at that than men. And I don't know all of the reasons for that, whether that has to do with our need to, you know, the man's need to be right or worried about comparing ourselves to others or, you know, men, I always talk about men love to have quote unquote brag money, which is, right. oh, you wouldn't believe how much I made on this investment. <laughs> Meanwhile, if we lost money on nine other ones, you don't hear about that, right? No. <laughs> so, so Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that that's, it, it, that is a reality and, and we, we can laugh about it, but it's important when we think about, you know, how you handle your money, um, you need to know where your weaknesses are so that you can either protect yourself from them or learn from them. 
Well, and it's just so important that we keep control of those emotions, that we aren't getting worked up over things like what's going on with volatility and even things like what's going on with taxes. It's so important to have a plan there. You look at today's federal income tax rates, they could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life after they went down with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But we know those tax rates expire come 2026, and there are proposals to increase taxes that are working their way through Congress as we speak. So at this point, it's not a matter of if, but when taxes will go up. And that's something higher taxes, Pat, could leave you with just a fraction of the money you are counting on for your retirement. Yeah, Jen, you don't want to assume that you won't be impacted by the Democratic Party's proposed tax increases because you're not a big corporation or you're not, quote unquote, wealthy enough. I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. What we want to do is help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings, learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement, and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to last. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your possible tax liabilities are in the future. And we'll talk about some of the strategies that can help you reduce your taxes down the road. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket to spend the way you want to spend it in retirement. There's absolutely no cost, and there's no obligation. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. So again, there's a short window of opportunity to take action to keep taxes from taking too much of a bite out of your savings. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket. 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and you and I are probably different, right? I mean, if you listen to my show, I'm pretty sure we share some of the same values, but at the end of the day, we're all unique. Does your financial advisor know that? Do you have a customized retirement plan built with your hopes and your dreams in mind, or is it just a cookie cutter, you know, one right off the shelf? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialist have been designing personalized retirement plans for more than 20 years, and they want to do the same for you. Pat is local, independent. He's an advisor whose sole focus is helping you achieve your retirement dreams. Call Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists. Start creating a retirement plan made just for you. Call 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. You want the insert your name here plan or the one that's built around your unique wants and needs. Easy choice. Call 803-9-RETIRE. From Office Insurance Services, Glenn Beck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And when you think about who is most likely to be comfortable and confident with their retirement, well, there are a few things you can do to secure your financial future. And Pat's going to help us break it all down. Because, Pat, the Employee Benefit Research Institute did a study finding that retirees who say they feel comfortable in retirement They've all done the same four things, hmm. and we want to share those four keys with our listeners today. So again, this is what they said. These are people who say they feel comfortable in retirement. These are things they've done. The first one is going into retirement with little or no debt. Yeah, by the way, Jen, um, someone might hear this and think, well, that sounds kind of weird. Like, don't we know what people like in retirement? But I, I always make the point that like retirement planning and retirement research is actually fairly new. You know, uh, people mm-hmm. didn't really know how to live off of a nest egg until the last couple of decades uh, because people weren't really having to do it. That's because a good point. People, yeah. yeah, they were living off of Social Security and pensions and things like that. So th- this, there's really some 
really awesome research being done into these types of things. So I'm glad we're covering this. So having little or no debt. So I would say that this is a really valuable one. This is where we, we always talk about our process being custom built instead of a boilerplate because everyone's different. So we do have clients that carry debt into retirement and they have a very successful plan. That would typically be a situation where uh, maybe what made sense for them, maybe they've moved recently and they're comfortable with having a mortgage on their home. And, you know, of course, today's interest rates are so low. So they've just locked in a very low rate for a long time and they're comfortable with that. And that's okay. Uh, having said that, we certainly would not want to have you know high interest rate debt like credit card balances and things like that. And then I will say a large majority of people, even if the math makes sense to carry debt, they just feel better not having it. And I'm guessing that's probably some of what came up from the survey. And so one of the examples that I use is if you've saved a lot of your nest egg in 401ks and IRAs, keep in mind, if you're carrying a mortgage balance, you have to take money out of your 401k and IRA to create your retirement income, and that money's taxed. So you have to take money out, then pay taxes on it, and then whatever's left has to go to pay that mortgage payment. Whereas if you are debt-free, now you don't have to take nearly as much money out of your mm. retirement accounts, which could mean paying less taxes or being in a lower tax bracket. So that's one example of where that could really be valuable. And of course, Jen, we always talk about we can always give you the right financial answer, but the bottom line is we want you to be comfortable and we want you to be confident in retirement and not worrying. And for a lot of people, uh, being debt-free is is really priceless. Right. And here's the other thing. Not only do we want to work on getting that paid off before retirement, we don't want to rack up new debt in retirement as well. And and that's not necessarily even just frivolous spending, Pat. I mean, that could be things like the water heater goes out and, and something mm. needs to be replaced. What goes into creating a budget for your retirement expenses so you can avoid that situation of racking up new debt in retirement? Yeah, one of the fun things about what we do, Jen, is we we get to meet with lots of people as they're either they're already retired and they're kind of looking for a checkup from us, or as they're kind of in those years, you know, five or ten years before retirement. And you know, we're all wired differently, obviously, so everyone handles their finances differently. And some people have a spreadsheet where they track their expenses to the penny, and some people think that's the craziest idea they've ever heard. They don't track it at all, you know. So there's right. there's a wide range of people. So if you're someone who already has a budget and you like having a budget then that's an easy one to answer. But for a lot of people, you might be thinking, oh, wow, I have to like stop and think <laughs> about what I spend every month. That's Gross. kind of a scary thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, for many people, their highest earning years are, you know, in your career, maybe in your 50s or 60s. And also if you raised kids, maybe they're out of the house now. So you're at, a, you're at a time where you have the most disposable income you've ever had in your life. So it doesn't feel like a time where you need to kind of tighten your belt and, right. and you know, track your expenses. So what's very common for us, Jen, is we meet people who haven't had to do that and this is a new process. So that's just part of our you know process of meeting with our advisors is helping you figure out if you're wondering, how do I know when I can retire and how do I make sure I have enough and that I'll never run out of money? Well, part of that is getting through a framework of what will you be spending in retirement? So that's part of our process is to help people through that. And uh, it's probably something you could do at home or Google or find a budget worksheet or something like that. But, you know, the beauty of working with a retirement planner is we've already gone through this process with hundreds of people over the years. So we know what it's like. We know what the pitfalls are. And we just think that a lot of people have felt like there's a lot of value in going through that process. That's part of what we call our five-step retirement review, which is an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners, talk about what your dreams and goals are, and then also talk about where you're at right now and, and have an, a better idea of if you're on the right track or not. And the beauty of that is there's no cost, there's no obligation for taking that simple step. All you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE to take advantage of our no cost, no obligation, five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, the next key, the second key to a comfortable retirement is what we call having a clear spend-down strategy. That's what these people who responded to this Employee Benefit Research Institute, that's what they said they had was a clear spend-down strategy Talk about what that means. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm curious how the questions were phrased because uh, most people I know don't really like Wouldn't the phrase that. spend down. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because spend down sounds like you're wondering, yeah, at what point are you down to zero, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, 
Yeah. So I think what they're getting at there is having a plan, understanding where your retirement income is going to come from. And that is something that I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Jen, which is, you know, how do you retire uh, is kind of a relatively recent study uh, in America uh, because it just people living off of their own nest egg just isn't something that's been happening for for all that long. And we meet very successful people who are extremely intelligent and they come in for their review and they say, here's all my stuff. How do I turn this into retirement? Um, because it's just not, unless you do what we do, that's not your job right, to actually know all right. that. So that's part of, I, I think probably we talk about that being the foundation of a retirement plan, which is um, taking a look at all your resources, trying to figure out about what you might be wanting to spend in retirement and putting a plan together to see if you'll be on track or not. And of course, for most people, they're trying to figure out when can I retire and how do I make sure that money is going to last as long as I do? And those are those are the biggest pieces that most of us are worried about. Talk a little bit more about the transition that happens, Pat, when we go from saving for retirement, and that's the main focus, to then managing that savings. And again, you know, it's a scary phrase when you talk about spending it down, but but managing that savings in retirement, there's a transition that happens there. There is. In fact, in my newest book, The Retirement Secret, I talk about that in the very beginning about how some people have called this the do-it-yourself retirement system, Mm -hmm. you know, because a generation or two ago, a lot of people would just happily live off of Social Security and a pension. They weren't worried about managing money or anything. Well, now we're kind of all our own pension managers because most people don't have a pension anymore. So this is really important because experts would say, generally speaking, if you are going to use your nest egg to help in your retirement, there's basically three stages of investing. The third stage is when you're actually in retirement and you're actually focusing on income and preserving your capital. The first one, of course, is when you're just starting to accumulate. Like you said, Jen, you're just basically trying to save and accumulate for retirement. But there is a middle section. It's that transition from saving and accumulating to when you're actually spending it down. And experts would say, that's actually the most difficult time because how exactly do you make that transition? When do you do it? How quickly do you do it? There is no right or wrong answer. And that's actually, I would say, probably the most common time that someone hires us, Jen, is because they're coming in thinking exactly that, thinking, well, I'm not in my 30s anymore. And so I need to start thinking seriously about this transition of as I start getting closer and closer to retirement, make sure that I don't make any mistakes. What would you say most people overlook when it comes to how they spend their savings in retirement? Well, this is one of those examples, that uh, Jen, where I would say someone told me once a great phrase, which is there's no such thing as unbiased financial advice. Mm-hmm. And when, when I say bias there, I don't mean that in a negative way as in you know trying to harm you. I, I just mean as far as having an opinion. Right. And this is one where there's different philosophies. Someone from a brokerage world might tell you, uh, here's how you spend down your savings. You pick a portfolio. It's a mixture of stocks and bonds, and you draw money out every month. And most of the time, that'll work okay. And we just don't believe our philosophy is most of the time is not an acceptable answer <laughs> So, uh, because uh, you only have one crack at retirement. So we believe in a different philosophy, which is looking at your portfolio and, and trying to be smart about how you categorize that. And if you have something that's designed for growth, that shouldn't be something you're counting on for income. We want to have other things building your income. So you want to have things like social security as something you can count on. You want to have something like a pension if it's possible for you to have that. Uh, If not, maybe you want to look at safe accounts like annuities or something like that that has some type of contractual guarantee to it. And then we want to find other income sources. Maybe that's going to pay monthly dividends or things like that. So there's a lot of ways to get at that. And that's something where you want to make sure you either know exactly what you want to accomplish in retirement, or if you're looking to hire someone to help you, you absolutely want to make sure you are comfortable asking them about their philosophy because you want to make sure that you are a match for them. And that's one of the reasons, Jim, we offer an opportunity to talk with one of our advisors, absolutely no cost and no obligation. Uh, We call that a retirement review, and you can take advantage of that offer by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Again, that offer is available to listeners of today's show. To take advantage, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. A study from the Employee Benefit Research Institute found retirees who consider themselves to be quote-unquote comfortable in retirement have done the same four things. We're going to continue breaking down those four keys to a comfortable retirement. Coming up next. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com.
To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. You can check out retirewithpat.com. If you'd like to learn a little bit more, and we're talking today about this study from the Employee Benefit Research Institute finding that retirees who consider themselves to be comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable in retirement, have all done the same four things. So we are calling these the keys to a comfortable retirement. And so, Pat, for those who missed it, let's recap the first couple that we covered in the last segment. What were those first two keys that all these folks said that they have done? Yeah, the uh, the first one was uh, go into a retirement with just a little or no debt. And the second one was creating a clear spend down strategy, or, or as I try to kindly rephrase into having a plan for your retirement <laughs> income. That's right. A little less scary than having a spend down strategy. But the point is uh, not being, um, well, I, I guess the technical term would be spending willy nilly. That's the technical <laughs> term, right? We want to have a plan. <laughs> I haven't heard willy-nilly in a while. That's a good <laughs> that's a one. That's a good one. We'll have to bring that back. I think that's coming back. So the next key is having some sort of employer-provided assistance, a lot of these people said. What can you tell us about that one? Yeah, that's... Um, Sounds great. <laughs> it sounds great. It's just a lot harder to find. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, two things do come to mind there, Jen. One would, of course, be having a, an employer-sponsored uh, pension, uh, which which truly is, you know, becoming like a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was at its peak, over half of people had that available to them, and now it's just a fraction mm-hmm. of people heading into retirement. And, of course, if you're within five or ten years of retirement, there's not a whole lot you can do to create that if it doesn't already exist. Right. Um, the other one, though, that, I, that we run into a lot, especially because not all of our clients want to work full-time until age 65, is if your employer will – provide some kind of assistance with healthcare, mm. uh, with different types of insurance. And that's something I can say, you know, in my 24 years of experience, when I started, just about every employer gave tremendous health insurance benefits, you know, to people uh, when they were working and then after they retired. And then I've just seen over those 24 years as, as that scales back. And so mm. some people still have great benefits uh, when they retire or supplemental benefits even after they go on to Medicare. But of course, uh, it's so different for everyone. And that's something, if you're not sure what your employer offers, that's a great example of something to be finding out about because you may be pleasantly surprised there may be some benefits there that you're not aware of. But uh, health insurance would be one, but of course, you know, having some type of income from something like a pension would be the ideal, uh, even yeah. though we don't, we just don't see it that often. Yeah, and, and that's a great point about the assistance with the health care coverage because, yeah, I was really thinking about it in terms of some sort of pension. And as you said, those are really going by the wayside. For those who aren't lucky enough to have something like that, though, how do they achieve a comfortable retirement? Because a lot of us have to do that kind of on our own. We do. And in fact, we we talk about that uh, sometimes creating a personal pension Mm -hmm. uh, because what's happened essentially is government entities and employers uh, used to provide all kinds of income guarantees, and they started realizing, hey, this is really expensive to do this. Yeah. Why don't we just pawn this off on on the employees? And so that's what they've done. And now that's why we all have to manage our piles of money and figure out how to turn it into income. So it goes from being a corporate pension into a personal pension as we create income off of it. So, so of course, the obvious question is, how do we do that? And that goes into all the different ways that you can generate income in retirement. And, and of course, we don't have time to go into all that today. But there's one example I really like, Jen. Uh, it's an idea of um, measuring your grip, uh, GRIP, which is something mm-hmm. I, I talk about in my my book, The Retirement Secret. This is from uh, someone uh, named Dr. Wade Fow, who is uh, a retirement researcher that's done some phenomenal work. And GRIP stands for Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. So mm-hmm. uh, let's say you want $5,000 a month coming in in retirement as a, as a nice round number. And let's say you don't have a pension, but you have you and your spouse have Social Security. And I'm going to I'm going to make this real easy on myself, Jen. So let's <laughs> let's let's say your Social Security is twenty five hundred a month. Okay. So 
2,500 a month is half of 5,000, so your grip is 50%. So that means 50% of what you want to have coming in has some sort of guarantee to it if, if we assume that you know Social Security is reasonably safe, which of course is another discussion for us to cover right. on another in another show. So most people would probably say, boy, I'd like to have a little higher percentage than that, right? Because someone else might say, well, I need 4,000 a month and I have 3,500 of Social Security coming in, so that's a very high grip, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, someone might be lower than 50%. So depending on where your grip stands, then the next question is how can you create that? And basically, besides Social Security and a pension, the only way to do that is really have some type of annuity with a lifetime income guarantee tied to it. And so that's something that um, it depends on your personality. It depends on your retirement plans. Uh, it depends on all kinds of things. But for some, not everyone, but for some people, that makes a lot of sense. So maybe someone has a grip of 50% and they say, boy, I really feel a lot more comfortable if I had a lot higher percentage of my basic monthly needs covered by something where I can sleep at night. And Jen, there's been a lot of studies that say people that have pensions or annuity income, you know, are happier or more comfortable in retirement. And, and that's the reason why is because they know they've got these deposits coming in every month. So that's an example of something that is not – there's no boilerplate for that. There's no set rule or policy that every uh, retiree should follow. But we think it's really valuable to stop and think about – how much you want to have coming in in retirement and what are the possible sources to create that? And uh, do you have a need to look into something like a personal pension through an annuity with guaranteed lifetime income? Or is that something that's not really important for you? And this is this is, Jen, what we call the power of sitting down with one of our planners and the fact that we don't charge uh, for that initial review. And we call that our five-step retirement review. And we do that at no cost and no obligation. This is an opportunity to really have a retirement income analysis to see where you stand right now. And if it makes sense exactly how you have it planned, or if there's other planning ideas that make sense to consider. If you don't have a retirement income plan, or if you're not sure, or if you, you'd like a second opinion of yours, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that review is at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I am Jen Rizak alongside. And of course, the final key to a comfortable retirement is having some sort of guaranteed income. And that could mean Social Security, a pension. You can create your own stream of guaranteed income. There's there's a lot of ways to do this. But, Pat, Social Security is going to be a part for pretty much anyone in retirement. How do we make sure we're making the right decisions there with our Social Security? Yeah, I, I think that um, with Social Security um, – this is something that you know they, they say there's a pendulum uh, with 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 financial type of uh, advice and social security went from one end of the spectrum which was no one was talking about it and everyone just claimed it as yeah. you like to say willy-nilly right uh, whenever whenever, <laughs> whenever like they kind of say that yeah yeah i think i'm going to start saying that more um but it was kind of like just whatever felt right or whatever they wanted to do or based on a whim of right. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to live, so I'm just going to take it while I can. And then it kind of swung to the other end where now when you Google when should I take Social Security, there's literally millions of articles there. And almost all of them, basically, if you summarize them, it says you should delay it as long as you possibly can. And that's really all it's saying. Uh, but the important thing that we always want to talk about is delaying your Social Security is, is how you get as much as possible. So we call that maximizing it. But that may not be best for you. And we the difference is what we call the difference between maximizing your Social Security and optimizing it. Optimizing it means we, we try to get the best out of your Social Security based on your personal circumstances. So the example I would use is you can claim Social Security as early as 62. It can grow up until age 70. It's an eight-year gap. Well, what if you want to retire at 62, but some uh, website tells you you should defer it until 70? That's fine and dandy, but they're not paying for your retirement for eight years, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a plan for how to cover that gap. And that's part of building out a retirement income plan is uh, when you're working with a retirement planner, they're going to help you analyze the different options for your Social Security and help you find um, the, the mix that's right for you. Pat, aside from creating an income strategy for your retirement, what else do we need to be thinking about? Well, the two that um, I think are most common on uh, our clients' minds, and they've seen tremendous value from our discussions, 
Uh, one would be income tax planning. And this is something that's always been important because taxes in retirement is very different than when you're working um, because you have different sources of income and those could be taxed in different ways. You may be in a different tax bracket. Uh, you're probably hoping to be in a different tax bracket. Uh, but we also, now now we bring into, into effect, you know, what's happened in our country uh, over the last, you know, half a dozen years or so as, as uh uh, well, maybe maybe a decade or so as politicians have just been spending money like crazy and the federal debt is just out of control. And almost everyone who understands finances says there's only one real way to solve that, and that's from increasing taxes in the future. That's a huge problem for anyone who's saving for retirement and accumulating in their 401k and IRA gen because those are tax-deferred accounts. And if you say, well, if I think tax rates are going up in the future and you start thinking, wait, why am I deferring taxes on purpose – now you start seeing maybe we've got a problem. And so doing some proactive tax planning is one uh, of the areas that we think um, is really important to be considering. The second one is just the age-old idea of um, are you investing in a way that makes the most sense for you? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that the world of investing, Wall Street, loves to tell you, put your money in stocks and bonds, and most of the time it's going to work out really well, and they want to gloss over the times when it doesn't work well. Well, unfortunately, there are some people that are unlucky, and they retire at the wrong place in the wrong time, and it doesn't work out for them. So we just believe there's a better way. There's so much more to um, creating a portfolio when you're close to retirement. There's so many different options out there, and it can really provide you with a nice blend of, you know, having some upside potential, having some safety, uh, having some income, and some access for emergencies. And we just think that that uh, we have seen that provide peace of mind uh, for someone as they're getting close to retirement. We think that's important to be aware of. Pat, let's talk a little bit about what goes into a comprehensive strategy that addresses all these different concerns to help us feel more confident about our financial future. Yeah, the analogy I love for this one, Jen, is the junk drawer. You know, we all have a junk drawer in the house, or maybe two or three or it's four. Several, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you know somewhere if you dig far enough, you'll find the batteries or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I always think of this as like the the junk drawer for our financial lives. And the reason for that is I've never met anyone, and I certainly didn't, that had a financial plan when they were an, an early adult. You know, you just start becoming an adult, yeah. you start doing adult things you're and adulting. suddenly you, you're adulting. <laughs> suddenly you have a 401k, you have homeowner's insurance, a house, uh, a mortgage, you have all these things and you accumulate savings and checking, but none of it is a plan that fits together. And so what happens, especially as you start getting closer to retirement, you've got more of these things and there's more money in there and you've got more at risk and you just don't know what to do. And that's what meeting with a financial planner can help you do. It can help you basically take those and piece them all together into a comprehensive and cohesive plan. And we talk about five areas. You need to have an income plan in retirement, an investment plan, tax plan, healthcare plan, and then an estate plan. And we like to think of those as kind of jigsaw puzzle pieces all fitting together. And of course, the goal of them fitting together is to accomplish your goals and dreams. If you're not sure if you have a plan like that, or if you think you might be able to benefit from that, that's why we offer a review with one of our advisors at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Medicare is still great insurance, but original Medicare has one major flaw. It never pays 100% of the costs like an employer or an individual plan does. So what people do to fix this is to add either a Medigap plan, also called a supplement plan, or a Medicare Advantage plan like you see on TV. What these plans do is to put a limit on how much you can spend each year instead of having an unlimited 20% in copayments under Medicare Parts A and B. The advantage of a Medigap plan is that you have predictable costs when you use services. Costs can be as low as $198 in 2020. However, the premium costs will be higher than an Advantage plan at about $100 to $120 per month at age 65. The main benefit of an Advantage plan is its low premium cost. Plans can have a zero premium or go up to about $50 per month. However, the cost to use the plans can be high as $6,700 in 2020. So what's best for you? It depends on your needs and your situation. I'll be reviewing both types of plans in future Medicare Minutes. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
2022 will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December 31st. Call the team at Preservation Specialists, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he knows just about better than anybody that retirees face a lot of choices when they get to retirement. It feels like quite a dilemma to make a final decision with what you'll do and where you'll go and then all the tough financial questions as well. It's kind of like the longest game of would you rather that you'll ever play. So, Pat, we're going to have some fun with this. Probably you've played this with maybe your older kids, maybe more than the younger ones. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys yep. do that? Okay. I don't think I would enjoy this with a, with my four-year-old. I <laughs> no, think I might I may, might wait on that one. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, younger kids are not very fun with these types of games or making up jokes or anything. They, they're just, they need work, right? Yes. They need work. Okay. So you know how this goes. How would you rather goes. I'm, we're going to do a warm-up before okay. we get into the retirement version. Let's just do something kind of fun. So would you rather, Pat, would you rather... Never get a paper cut again, or never get something stuck in your teeth again. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I um, sometimes these are really, really difficult to choose from, right? Yeah. Uh, this one has an easy choice for me, and I'm just going to be totally honest with you. It would definitely be never get a paper cut because I th- find that very painful and unpleasant. No. Whereas, so, okay, see, so, so I'm 47 years old, and I'm a reasonably confident man. And I am just beyond the point of caring if there's like something stuck in my teeth. Uh, and so it drives my wife crazy much more than it does oh. to me. So that's that's an easy one for me. I am shocked because I, well, again, and I'm much, much, much younger than you. So, <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, yes. Give me a paper cut. It hurts for a millisecond and then you, you're over it, right? It's not a big deal. I don't know. I've also it's- given birth to four kids, so I guess I can deal with pain more than you. Is that what it is? So does that hurt worse than a paper cut, though? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it does. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know. wouldn't know. You wouldn't no. know. You're just an observer. No. Now, um, now, getting things stuck in your teeth is that purely for vanity's sake, or is it just a feeling, just irritates all you? All of also? it. Yeah. I yeah, just okay. I don't want to see. see it, feel it. Yeah. Just don't want it to happen ever again. So yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. We're on opposite sides. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Let's go to another one. This one's okay. more retirement related. When it comes to retirement, would you rather live in a beach house, so beach house, or a cabin in the woods, or like mountains, mountain mm. cabin? What do you think? We went to a cabin in the mountains in North Carolina last year, and I loved it so much. And there was a mm-hmm. view, and it was amazing. But so I grew up in Indiana. We were not close to a real beach. The beach right. was Lake Michigan. <laughs> the lake. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't really know like what the I didn't understand just how how relaxing you know being on the yeah. beaches so I, th- I think i would go with the beach house all right i thought you might um okay. i thought you, you might i am still cabin like mountain oh, wow. cabin okay. i think that's i think that's where i because you don't have this problem but what the what air like beach air does to my hair is <laughs> infuriating <laughs> It's not a problem that you have, though. This, so this is um, why yes. you're opposites. That's God, right. God solved that problem for me. <laughs> yes, so I, exactly. I should, uh, I should put that in my in my gratitude prayers. Thank yeah. you for giving me no hair. Right. So okay. So we're opposites here. Uh, this happens a lot with the people that you help. Right. They come in and maybe uh, you ask that question: Where do they want to be when they retire? Are they having this conversation for the first time with you, and it's super awkward, or do most people? kind of have it mapped out already. Oh, my goodness. Uh, This is great, Jen. So I would say that a lot of people, and the reason this would come up normally for me, you know, a lot of times we leave it open-ended, hey, tell us about your thoughts on retirement, what Mm -hmm. you'd like to, you know, just, just anything on your mind. It would be very rare to me if someone says specifically, we're moving to this place at this time. You know, a lot of times the location isn't brought up yet. So where that comes up is when we're talking about their resources and we might ask, okay, are you renting or do you own your home? Mm -hmm. Do you have a mortgage or is it paid off? And then once we get that out of the way, then I say, tell me about your plans uh, with the house. If they have a house, I say, do you see yourself retiring there or 
moving. And let me tell you, if I'm meeting with a married couple, that is a fascinating moment because you know right away if they've talked about it before and settled it, <laughs> right? if they, or if they have talked about it before and it's undecided, or if they've never talked about it mm-hmm. before. So, right? <laughs> so I would say it's all kinds. And we joke about turning into marital counseling sometimes. But um, I, it's funny if you haven't, if everyone's not on the same page, it's a good place to start talking about it, right? Because you want to. Yeah. You want to solve that prior to the actual day of your retirement. Right. Well, and the other thing, when you think about this, I wonder if people, are they saying, here's what we've saved, what can we do with this? Or here's what we want to do, how do we get there? Because, I mean, it's kind of a similar type of question, but maybe they would like that beach house, but they just aren't sure if the money side is there. But there are all different ways to achieve that, right? Definitely. And uh, you're, you're exactly right. I, I think the number one way that comes up in our discussions is someone who is maybe a few years away from retirement and thinking, hey, do we want to buy a second home at the beach or in the mountains or something or retire earlier or have more income in retirement? You know, it's those lifestyle choices. I'm actually working uh, with clients right now. It's kind of the reverse where the uh, parents passed away the siblings divvied up some family land and now a couple of the siblings want to sell their portion and so our client is trying to figure out do i have the funds to buy them out so that we can retain this land in the family versus do i need that money to to fund my retirement so highly highly personal right Uh, that's probably something that 99 out of 100 of our clients aren't dealing with and so that's an example of how so many of us have different circumstances and different decisions we have to make and that's where we can come in and help with the financial analysis of those options. Right. Just important to have some of those conversations, I I think. But it's, uh, okay, I've got another one here. Here's another retirement. Would you rather? Would you rather, Pat, put your retirement savings all in the stock market or keep it all in the bank? Now, before you answer, you're probably thinking, Jen, that's not an either-or question. That Those are not the only choices, so what are you doing? But uh, so, so maybe we just need to go to some of the options, because maybe people do approach this like an either-or type of thing, but we need to recognize that's not really the case, right? <laughs> that's so true. It's such a mean question to even bring up, Jen. I mean, Sorry. My, my blood pressure escalated so rapidly. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I saw that vein kind of popping out there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, from the Pat Struby perspective, I think that the markets have been so high for so long. Most experts believe uh, no one knows if there's going to be a crash or anything like that, but there is a lot of risk having your money in the stock market. And so that's very different if you have $5,000 you've saved for retirement and you're 25 or 30 versus you have an entire life savings of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and you're about to retire, right? The amount of risk in the time of your life is different. Uh, But then you go to the flip side and you look at how the Fed has basically made interest rates 0%. So if you have all your money in the bank, that basically means you're not going to ever earn any more money, (laughs) you know, in the the foreseeable future on it. So it's a crazy thought to actually have all of your money in one of, you know, just one of those two areas. And that's where, you know, my first book, Save Your Retirement, was all about, you know, the various areas of comprehensive retirement planning. My newest book, The Retirement Secret, really drills into this very idea of where do you actually want to put your money for retirement? And based on what your stage of life, if you are 10 plus years away from retirement uh, versus if you're already in retirement, or are you in that transitionary zone, you know, five or 10 years prior to retirement as you're trying to prepare for that? And what are all the different options that are out there? For most people, they get so overwhelmed with the choices of where do I put my money that you kind of become the ostrich, right? And you bury your head in the sand. You say, well, I'll just stick it all in this place or that place. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's our goal of, of you know, really having uh, that discussion of all those different options. And there is no perfect one. So any discussion that should talk about the pros and the cons of each of those so you can really understand how they affect you. Right. Okay. Last round, last one uh, of our retirement would you rather Pat, I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but would you rather hope for the best and plan for the worst or plan for the best and hope the worst never happens? Okay. Mm. <laughs> kind of set you up I, for an easy one there, didn't I? Yeah, well, I was confused because I thought you were going to say plan for the best and hope for the worst. And I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense, right? Right. No, <laughs> so. right. no, no, no. Don't do that. We're not hoping for the worst. No. Yeah. No, and so this is something actually, Jen, when we talk about a custom-built retirement plan, this really, 
I think resonates with our clients because each person's personality comes out in how they want their plan to look. And what I mean mm -hmm. by that is we would certainly and absolutely use the phrasing hope for the best and plan for the worst because of the fact that when you think about what's the worst when you're doing retirement planning, the worst in retirement planning is you are still alive and you are still healthy and you have no money left. That's the worst, right? That is the number one thing all of us need to absolutely make sure of that we do not run out of money. So that's a really bad thing to have happen. So we have to plan and make sure that that doesn't happen. And so, so what are all the ways we do that, right? Uh, but then the question is, how far do you want to take that? And the term that we like to use is a stress test. Um, and so that's where each client of ours can decide which areas they're most concerned about. So if you're most concerned about the fact that the government is spending money like crazy and continuing to do so, uh, and you're worried that taxes will have to go way up, well, we can do a tax stress test. And we can say, okay, let's say instead of a 22% bracket, that's 32% or 42% down the road. You can see how that's going to affect your retirement. If you're worried about how the government is printing money like crazy and we're going to have a lot more inflation, well, instead of assuming 3% inflation, we can assume 4% or 5%. So that would be our inflation stress test. What about um, we're worried that the stock market is overpriced? What if it crashes in half? Now we have a stock market stress test. So you can see in every one of those ways, we can kind of look at your plan and see, okay, well, what if these types of scenarios happen? Are we prepared for it? And, you know, does every client want to go through all of those things? Probably not, right? <laughs> Most people don't, you don't even want to think about those right, things. Right. But that's the type of thinking that we do in our office to make sure that uh, we have planned for the worst and allowing our clients, if we can be on the end of planning for the worst, now our clients can be focused on hoping for the best. Exactly. But but the thing is, so many people are kind of doing this, right? We are planning for the best case scenario. We're hoping the worst doesn't happen. It happens to too many people. So let's talk about how we can get started getting realistic with this and putting together that plan for the worst, but then hoping for the best. How do we get started with that? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, Jen, uh, while we believe passionately in a custom-built retirement plan because everyone's different, most of us have some of the biggest questions, right? Most of us are trying to figure out, do I have enough money to retire? When is it that I will be able to retire? How do I make sure I never run out of money? And then, uh, especially for those that are married, will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? Those are all the types of things that we can help you answer. We can help you figure out with our five-step retirement review, which is basically looking at where you're at right now in the five different areas of retirement planning, income, taxes, investments, healthcare and insurance, and estate planning. Where are you right now? Where are you trying to get to? And are you on that track? And we have just found, Jen, that it provides an incredible amount of peace of mind for people who go through that process, even the part with no cost and no obligation, because it lets you see where you stand. If you haven't gone through a process like that before, or if you'd like to get an update, Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we believe this could be one of the most beneficial steps you ever take. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. We're glad you were here with us today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.